Deep within the woods of the Moldovian countryside, a fire illuminates the sky. A horde of hooded men bearing crosses and torches surround a man and a woman. The man and the woman are tied to a large log above kindling and are being condemned to death for their crimes against God and man. As an Iron Maiden is slowly being lowered under the young woman's face, she screams into the darkness, A curse upon you and all of your families. You will rue the day. With a wacky Iron Maiden is hammered down into the woman, and fire roars beneath her, and she is burnt alive. The men are silent, but the wind is violent. The curse is now upon him, and this woman will rise again. This is It Records. Welcome back to the podcast, all you creatures of the night. I am one of your hosts, Peter Hansen here. Welcome you back over the airway. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's me, Matt. Back from out of the shadows. Okay, so I feel really silly. I didn't know Moldovia was a real country. <laughs> um, me either. Did I throw you off with my Moldo... <laughs> so we have that. Like, I remember them saying it in the movie, and I'm like, oh, that's made up, right? <laughs> yeah, like, uh... And I feel really bad. Because I like, I like geography, and I feel like I should know more countries than I do. And I did not know Moldovia was a real Yeah, country. it's in, like, Central Eastern Europe, right? Over yonder? It's right next to Ramon- Ramonia. said that wrong. And Ukraine. Okay. Oh, shit. No way. Well, the more you know. Welcome to the It Records podcast, Geography Corner. <laughs> we learn all about Eastern European <laughs> countries. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in. And in case you didn't pick up on it from our intro, this week on the podcast, we did the 1960 film Black Sunday, directed by Mario Bava. Um, that's the most common name is Black Sunday, but it also goes by the name what is that? Revenge of the Vampire and the Mask of Satan. So if you know any of those names, but the American name is Black Sunday. Not since Dracula stalked the earth has the world known so terrifying a day or night. It's I who renounce you. And in the name of Satan, I place a curse upon you. Black Sunday is like no motion picture you've ever seen. There are those who believe and those who do not. But both must know the suspense, the shock of meeting the living dead and of bringing the dead to life. Look into my eyes. Embrace me. You will die. But I can bring you pleasures mortals cannot know. Sunday, the most terrifying motion picture you'll ever see. Satan, wearing strange robes and fighting with all the furies of Hades. A 
rouses the countryside to a frenzy of black terror. Telling you those Italian movies back then, they just always had like three fucking different mm-hmm. titles all the time. I I don't know why. Yeah. I guess because it's. I feel like well, what about Black Sunday? I don't know what the actual title. I wish I could see it. Oh no, I have it here. Like what the actual title was in Italian, and then they probably didn't literally translate it into English, and they just named it something different originally. But it like literally translates yeah. to Mask of Satan. Yeah, that's what it is. It literally would translate to Mask of Satan, but it's Black Sunday for some reason. La Mascara del Domino is the Italian name. Yeah, it sounds correct. GK, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Don't know any Italian. And it's good you mentioned that this is an Italian film that we did in 1960, and it's Mario Bava's directorial debut. And. In our first movie by him, I believe. I don't think we've done another Bava film, which is... I feel like he's pretty influential in, like, older horror, especially with Dario Argento. Yeah. Uh, if you go to the Wikipedia page on... Uh, sorry, IMDb page about Bava, like, the second line is, he kickstarted the giallo film genre, otherwise known as the modern slasher film. So that's, like... On IMDb, they're giving Baba credit for that. Oh, I didn't think he started that. Mm-hmm. Or he, he, one of the po- pioneers. I knew he, I knew he was prominent. Yeah, I knew he was prominent in it, but I didn't know he was like one of the first. I think yeah, this movie was like the third of uh, the horror genre in that area since I read that Mussolini had a. Uh, bandit during his dictatorship which i didn't know so it's definitely um pretty new for the time mm-hmm. yeah i mean it was banned at the time for i mean there's a lot of like implied gruesome uh elements to the film and, and sexual innuendo i guess for the time 1960 but there's still a pretty, I think, intense scene at the very beginning, which I kind of mentioned in the opening crawl, uh, with the Iron Maiden. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, even that... Wouldn't it not be the Iron Maiden? Because the Iron Maiden was that Take, big yep. That's like thing. the full body. And it was just the mask in Black Sunday. Yeah, this was like... It was a mask. And I was just like, oh shit, like they like put a, a mask with spikes on her face and like hit it with like a fucking sledgehammer and I was like oh shit <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah, pretty intense got real. yeah that's in like the first minute of the film and I think for the time like the the special effects looked pretty good like mm-hmm. uh like the fake body I don't know they made they made it look like it looked good realistic yeah, yeah like I was surprised because I would assume like this movie had like no budget. 
Yeah. Um, real quick before we, we I, I'll touch on that point. For any of the, the listeners who don't know what Black Sunday is, um, it's about a vengeful witch, I'll say, slash vampire. Vengeful witch slash vampire. Um, and her fiendish servant yeah. who returned from the grave and began a bloody campaign to possess the body of the witch's beautiful look-alike descendant. With only the girl's brother and a handsome doctor standing in the way. So that's the general gist of the movie. But to your point about the special effects looking good and, and the budget. Uh, I had the budget. I think it's like 87000 American dollars today was the budget for the film. Okay. But Bava was given, was kind of like handed this film. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's right. He kind of handed this film because he was for the, the, the company that did the film. Oh, I have it in here somewhere. I think it's Galatea Film, G-A-L-A-T-E-A. He was like a cinematographer, editor for like the 50s. He did films with like Turneau, Jacques Turneau in France, and movies that people left and would like clean them up and edit them, but was never credited as like the director. And the studio is like a favor to him, said, hey, your first directorial debut, you pick it and we'll fund it. So it wasn't like a huge budget, but it was kind of like, oh, wow. hey, thanks for doing this. What do you want to do as your movie? Finally paid off. Yeah, right. That's pretty cool. That's a cool way of like giving back to him for like not giving him any credit. Yeah. <laughs> he would come in for like all these movies that directors would leave or the studio thought was bad and he would like do reshoots and edits and everything. The Giant of Marathon was the film that he was a directorial assistant on with Jacques Trineau. He did work on The Immortal Monster and I, Vampira, 1957. I have no idea what any of those <laughs> Italian, French films in the 50s. Yeah, you know, I just missed out on that uh, craze, I guess. Yeah. Well, then he chose Black Sunday for his film, which is based off the book uh, that he used to read his kids at night, I guess. Or he, he would read his kids, read to his children. I, it's like called Vi, I think, V-I-Y. I forget the author's name, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a strange pick for your kids. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I just love reading a story to them, and they just fall right asleep, you know, nice and soundly after I read this, this story. Yeah, they're reading this terrifying <laughs> story of a witch-slash-vampire back from the grave. That would come back to take her vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> like a terrifying story for kids. Okay. So let me so let me get this straight. She, she vows to come back and, you know, spread all this terror on her brothers, the one who sentenced her to death, on all of his descendants, right? Mm-hmm. Why does she want to do that to her own descendants? I think she'd want to do it to her descendants. I... I took it is because she was dabbling in dark magic and they weren't. They're more of like the cross. And then it was her brother who who sentenced her to death. So she was just a curse on your yeah. house um, for doing this to me. But then it was also she had to wait until a lookalike descendant came about so she could possess yeah. her body and then come back from the grave. <laughs> Which is really weird because like they said like a hundred years before 
like another lookalike happened and then like the earthquake happened and destroyed the cathedral or whatever that she was buried in yeah and then a hundred years later brought us to the events of the movie to where this handsome doctor is studying with an older mm-hmm. doctor I guess I don't know I don't know what was going on <laughs> yeah he's like a traveling doctor Gorbachev or Gorba I think that's the one of the old pr- prime ministers of Russia but I think that was his name Gor- okay that is yes <laughs> and uh, <laughs> or we're close at least <laughs> and, and then the, like the, the practicing doctor underneath him the younger guy they come upon the witch's resting place which I thought, they, the film did a really good job of that ominous atmosphere. That was like German Expressionism, if you like, if you kind of know that style, like jagged, jagged landscapes and sceneries that are really kind of over the top, and like using light and shadow to kind of make everything kind of seem eerie. You didn't know what was lurking in the shadow. For a black and white film of the time, I mean, I thought that was a interesting technique I guess from Baba and uh, do you guys think I don't know how did you guys perceive Asa which was like the witch character witch vampire what is she what did you guys take that she was she was a blend of both (laughs) yeah she was what she was both she was both yeah, that is really confusing, because I guess, I don't know, in a different lore, I guess, like, a vampire can have, like, different powers, because, like, there's no, like, set powers of vampires, there's just, like, of course, like, the ones that kind of, like, Brumstucker, why can I not pronounce names right now? Mm-hmm. You know, the author of Dracula mm-hmm. <laughs> set, and then, like, a lot of those movies and books followed those, but I feel like other countries kind of like have their own lore about vampires. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like a vampire with just like a different lore around it. That's fair. The ability, because she sucks yeah. blood. That She does that. Um, and, and she kills. drains life, which was weird. Yeah. I guess like you could do that with like taking blood I guess mm-hmm. but it was like a different it was a different vampire power <laughs> yeah yeah. I'm just convinced she had the best of both worlds she's just like a super demon yeah there's no real like category she really fits into because she has some of those characteristics of a vampire She there was the bat that was in that cave where she's dwelling the crosses she fears the cross but she was also casting spells um, she could summon like zombies, which was her, yeah. her lover guy, their, her servant that she rose from the dead. That was an old thing too. Cause like, there was like a Bella Lugosi movie that like did that too with zombies. I'm like, that doesn't happen in vampire movies anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And it's weird. Cause like, I think there's also lore of them turning into werewolves. But then there's, like, them also being afraid of werewolves. I don't know. There's a whole lot going on. <laughs> yeah. There's the idea that they they can also be werewolves, or it's, like, the vampire's number one enemy. 
is a vampire. Yeah. Like, there's a battle between them. That's, like, from Underworld? Is that Underworld? That's, like, the whole... The whole thing. plot of Underworld is, like, the lichens versus the vampires. I remember the whole werewolf thing because I watched the Van Helsing movie with Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. And I remember there being, like, a little tidbit about them hitting werewolves or whatever. Yeah. So, that's part of the lore, but... She, she there was not really a werewolf, but there was a huge dog, right? The hounds. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they couldn't quite figure out where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. Which, this movie also pays, uh, uses the trope of the paintings are alive sort of a thing. I guess that that gothic trope where it seems like the paintings are moving and actually become a a secret passageway that leads to a crypt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like their eyes are moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or something. Yep. <laughs> Which mini side tangent I, I can't remember the movie name but there's a movie coming on netflix i believe starring jake gyllenhaal that's kind of a psychological thriller horror about these paintings that come alive that have some part of the soul of the, it's out the art. now it's out i thought you've got my attention is it i know but i know what you're talking about but i can't remember what it's called yeah and so it has that same idea yeah, that's used in black sunday the paintings are watching you and they'll come alive and grab you in the middle of it. Velvet Buzzsaw. In case any of you out there were wondering. What is it? Velvet Buzzsaw. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to check that one out soon. And this movie critically received well um, on many different lists as being... Well, as I said, Baba's Best, who's known for Italian horror films in the 60s um, and kind of adding to that gothic Italian horror films of the 60s and helping start the giallo feel, is still a lot of people draw influence from this film. And I watched this movie and came to this conclusion, I guess, just watching it. Um, Tim Burton, I guess, is one of his favorite films I read. And I can totally see that now. Um, Tim Burton style compared to Black Sunday. It's very much that same sort of ominous, sure. uh, shadowy. Um, oh, yeah. Especially with his earlier work, for sure. Mm-hmm. And Sleepy Hollow. He even uses the Iron Maiden in Sleepy Hollow for Johnny Depp's mother's murder scene. The Iron Maiden kills his mother, who was condemned a witch, is a direct reference to Black Sunday when this witch was killed with the mask I know a lot of other films apparently use reference to this film mm-hmm. have you guys seen a lot of Bava films or was this your first introduction to him it wasn't my first it's definitely my first oh sorry Lindsay what'd you say no <laughs> that's all I had to say go ahead oh. uh, it wasn't my first introduction but I haven't seen a lot from Bava I think what is yeah either of is the is it the Bay of Blood? Bay of Blood. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one. I actually have that one. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very that's very gory. Um, then there's Black Sabbath, which I confuse these two a lot. Black Sunday and Black Sabbath, even though there's like Bl- 
thir- 13 years separating them and like ones in color and i think that one's like short films like they're it's an anthology movie Okay, and, only, and in this, I think these are the only three I've seen by him. Mm-hmm. No, he'll say, did he do that zombie movie? But then I was thinking, that wasn't him. Do you know what I'm talking about? That, uh, like, <laughs> it's a long story with like, uh, but basically like the Italian, like, whoever made movies in Italy, they just like would cash in with like American movies so like Dawn of the Dead was like called like mm. Zombie 2 yes or whatever mm-hmm. and so like they just like there was like a zombie and like I don't know it's super confusing I like don't understand it I just think it's really funny because they just did everything they could to like make them make money <laughs> like okay here I found it Dawn of the Dead was called Zombie and then like this person directed Zombie 2 and like it had nothing to do with Dawn of the Dead yeah it was just an extension. Was there anything in particular with this movie that jumped out to you guys? Um, that I don't know. You, you found particularly. I don't know that you enjoyed about the film, how the story was told, or the directing of it. Anything in particular that you saw? I'll let you run with that, but I was just curious. Um, the opening scene really grabbed my attention. Uh it definitely pulled me in. I was like, okay, I want to see where this is going. Um, it uh, kind of just started right in the middle of things, so I liked that. Um, and it made me, you know, I liked the quick pace of it. So I think uh, with that, it was a well-told story. Um, yeah. For me, like, I wasn't super into a lot was going on with this movie. I thought it was just really slow. I, like, found myself, like, getting distracted very easily watching it. Um, I think, I don't know, it's probably just more on me of just having a bad attention span at the time. Because usually I could, I'm pretty good about it, but lately, not so much. Um, like, the opening scene I thought was cool. It, like, definitely had my attention, and then it just, like, came to, like, a complete stop for, like, like, an hour. (laughs) <laughs> like it was just like not it was like not a whole lot going on it was like a lot of like just like stereotypical stuff that we've seen in movies like over and over like like anyone can write this movie kind of thing mm-hmm. and he was at least like you said like he was really good about like with the special effects like we were pretty good for the time and his use of shadows were cool but I think for me like the way that the story was told was just like so old fashioned that I just got really tired of it yeah what about you Matt yeah I, I really like this style um, as I said it's Tim Burton-esque and, and especially with Sleepy Hollow with I know he he painted like the backgrounds also black so it was in black and white so it made it look even more shadowy and, and gloom and doom I appreciate that, and I agree with what you said, Pete. The opening scene kind of grabs your attention, but then, like, for the next hour, um, what it does, it is kind of slow-paced, and it's a lot of, like, the score. I feel like or, like you get that organ score over, like, slow-panning cameras to, like, the crypts and, 
and in the and like the hallways, so I could see where it would it would drag on you. But I, I think he was trying to add to that atmosphere. But the pacing definitely goes slow after that first initial shock of the, the murder at the beginning. But I really like the style. I didn't, th I didn't really think the acting was anything great or the plot was anything spectacular, like you said. But I watched the the dubbed version, and that was pretty great. <laughs> I also watched the dub version. <laughs> I don't know what I watched. There's like ten versions. Yeah. So. I think I just... it was called Mask of Satan. So the ma it was on Daily Motion. I don't know. The Mask of Satan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was was it in English? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was yeah that was the dub version. Where you could totally tell it. That makes mouse sense. did not line up at all at that yes there was a lot of that mm -hmm. yeah, i was surprised because i watched it on shutter that it was a dub version because usually they have the original language on that mm -hmm. website because like when i watched oh god what the fuck did i watch i watched like a recent like Italian, another a different italian movie i was like uh blood and black and blood lace is what i watched Okay. And I forgot it was originally is another like Giallo film, like you know, black gloves kind of murder thing going on, little switcheroos going on, and I watched it in Italian, and I like forgot that like, like a part of me like wanted to watch it dubbed because like, <laughs> I think Giallo definitely has like an appeal with the dub version. They kind of like like how Godzilla movies like are really great to me dubbed rather than watching it in Japanese. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I get that. It adds another layer to the film to see the... It adds another film of... Inter another layer of entertainment. Like, mm -hmm. It holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> well, it's interesting you mentioned the Shutter version. Usually they have like the original uh, cut or whatever of the film. Well, the American version, I... I I read that most people see, I guess, if you're here, is slightly altered from the original version in Europe. There's like three minutes or so, I think, difference. It's not too much. But one thing that they cut out was a minor subplot that there was incest between the brother who killed his sister, the witch. Like, there was supposed to be some oh, shit. weird... Did not get that at all. Well, it, they <laughs> kind of take out those... That's basically kind of taken out split from the american version that we see the dubbed one and it was kind of kept uh, in the italian version in the uncut scenes damn yeah i don't know if that would have changed really so the that film must have been in the beginning then yeah mm -hmm. that's why he killed her that's... and i'm guessing her lover was the servant okay no i was gonna say it just adds like another layer of like of her being a monster because it's such like you know such a taboo subject <laughs> right yeah it has another layer to the witch vampire demon lore that she has asa sure mm -hmm. but it's funny that like the the prince who like did the execution like <laughs> like totally gets away with it basically mm -hmm. <laughs> Besides that, like, his, like, 
like descendant like 200 years later pays the price by dying from being scared to death <laughs> yeah i just feel like we, did, we actually didn't even like talk about the events in the movie because i think not a lot happens it's just like <laughs> them like on a carriage they find like the coffin she does like a little like little magic shit she gets her life back or whatever I don't even know what happens with that after that point. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's like a lot of walking around, a lot of people dying. Not even a lot of people, like four people dying. Yeah. And the dog, though. The dog that happened dies. In this Two movie. dogs die. Yeah. That's sad. Which was messed up. Even back then, it was a trope. Mm-hmm. So before we, we wrap it up with the Fan and Destroy from all of us, I thought I'd throw a little trivia that I read when this premiered in the United States, it was part of a double feature. Do you guys know what it was featured with? Yes. Rosemary's but not because Baby. I <laughs> no, not Rosemary's Baby. Did, did you say it, Lindsay? Uh, Peter, are you done guessing? Uh, yeah, I'm done guessing. It was featured alongside uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Oh, the one with Jack Nicholson? Uh, I don't know. I don't don't think he's in Little Shop of Horrors. (laughs) Yes, he is. Jack Nicholson? He's in the original one. Is in the original Jack... Look it up right now. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. No, he's fucking in it. You doubt me? You doubt my power? (laughs) (laughs) Earlier, you didn't know Moldova was a country. (laughs) That's not about movies. (laughs) He's at the dentist. That's what I'm seeing right now. Jack Nicholson. I type it in. His name pops up. Fucking told you. There he is. Weird. Yeah, he's young in that movie. I haven't seen it. I just knew he was in it. But he's like a background character, right? Oh, yeah. He's like, isn't that like Bill Murray's role in like the remake? Wilberforce is what they say his name is. Right, because he said he's in the scene with the dentist, which Bill Murray does in the 80s one. Yep. And, like, Steve Martin is, like, Mm -hmm. the creepy dentist or whatever. Yep. (laughs) Well. That movie's great. That's a good movie. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the more you know. Learning so many things on the podcast. I like how hard you doubted me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no way. You're thinking of Chinatown. <laughs> I was there, too. <laughs> you think that was, that was around... Oh, no, that was... Was that 70s? Yeah, because that's, uh, that's Polanski, right? No, who did... Is yeah. that Polanski? Did Chinatown? Yeah, it yeah. is. That creep. Yeah. Making good movies. <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> Alright, who wants to take Defender Destroy first? Lindsay. <laughs> Alright, let's have it. Um, I think I'll actually give this one a hearty defend. Um, I liked the story. Um, I liked the lookalike uh, descendant storyline. I liked the moody atmosphere. Um, like I said, the opening scene is uh, really what grabbed my attention. And for me, I didn't think it dragged at any point. I thought it was a tight hour and a half. Um, well told, well written. So for me, it's a thumbs up. All right. 
take it away yeah. from one of you. I'll echo Lindsay's sentiments. I chose it this week. Uh, I defend Black Sunday. I really enjoy this style. Um, I had never actually seen it, uh, known about it forever, uh, and not the Black Sunday disaster movie from like the 70s, but this one. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun to watch uh, to see this film that's regarded as Baba's best directorial movie. And to see all the movies that I've watched, like growing up, that I kind of liked in horror, or like the Tim Burton movies that I, I like his style, kind of being referenced back to this movie. Um, so I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Uh, and it, it looked really cool. And they, they really created an atmosphere to the film. I like those gothic type horror movies. And even Asa's face when you when she comes back to from the grave and she's got the holes in her face and she's just like staring down the camera is I think still looks really qu- weird and creepy even today um, that makeup so I defend Black Sunday. All right, this was kind of hard for me because I found it really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Baba's style, especially when his later like. Granted, I've only seen three movies of his, but I really like it, like, come to terms with Bay of Blood, which is, like, fucking, like, 16 years after this movie. It's, like, in, like, the late 70s. Um, and I feel like he wouldn't have gotten that point without this movie. So, like, the fact that I want to say destroy with this movie, it's, like, I'm thinking, like, oh, man, like, then he would never have been able to (laughs) make the other movies, but I found it really boring. Like, it's got little redeeming qualities for me um i feel like the only reason if you would want i would recommend watching this if you actually really like uh black and white horror movies um because otherwise you're just gonna be bored (laughs) like or or just like i need to watch all of mario baba's movies then yeah you gotta watch this one Mm -hmm. (laughs) but other than that you 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 know the story pretty much like even though it's like so weird like you could just like you know what it is once it's kind of going hmm. yeah fair enough so is that a de- so is that a defend or a destroy that is a destroy, That's a destroy. okay make it sure yeah. yeah i was i it's like i begrudgingly did it because <laughs> i was thinking of it like a, a very logical way it's like well if he didn't make this movie he wouldn't have been able to make his other movies but i still don't like it I still, I still, I still found it really boring. <laughs> so well balanced, destroy. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap here at the It Records podcast. Get at us on Twitter and Facebook if you'd like just to watch a film that you enjoy, or have a blog idea you'd like for us to write because we're pumping those out daily. All these blogs we have. But let us know. Don't lie. To <laughs> <me>. <laughs> it's been a while since the blog has been. That's true, but if you have a mini-episode idea or want our thoughts on anything, let us know. Uh, all our podcasts are on anywhere you find podcasts. And we're on social media, so that's a wrap for me. I'm Matt Johnson. Until next time, I'll remain in the show. I got nothing. I got nothing to tell you. Finally, he admits it. <laughs> <laughs> Just you wait. I'll get you back in the next episode. <laughs>